Well, I hope everybody had a great turkey day. The Nebraska Prep Zone Report is back for another week. Um, we're going to recap some of the best moments from Memorial Stadium, um, re- recapping the high school football championships. But guys, you know, in the last week I've watched a lot of football. I'm a little footballed out. We might as well uh, head over the courts and, and start talking some basketball here. We're heading into December. Um, the season starts for NSAA on Thursday. We're recording this on a Tuesday morning. And I got Mike Patterson and Stu Pospisil here again. Mike, I'm a little salty about your Bears last night, but uh, we, we can get to that too. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to believe the Bears were victorious last night. Took Dylan, down my but... Vikings on Monday Night Football. But, but yeah, if we want to get into some of our top 10 over in the girls' side of things. Right. Like you said, uh, basketball season starting Thursday. We're all ready for it. Um, as I was driving down today, I heard uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, which okay. is the song that they always play when prep comes out. So uh, I don't know. That was another sign that basketball season is upon us. So I had to wait in the car until I heard the Phil Collins drum solo there and uh, then came up. But anyway, yeah, top 10 uh, girls. We're going to start uh, the season with Bellevue West, number one, Dylan. Uh, they've got three of their top scorers back. They were all double-digit scorers last season, average-wise. Um, they were 22-6 and six last year, made it to state. Of course, Millard South had the great season last year, but they lost all their starters. So I think this might be a little bit of a rebuilding year for the Patriots. And, and a new coach. And a new coach. Yep, Bryce Myers stepping away. So new coach, Ben Thorne, new uh, starting five. So uh, really... Start of a new age out there at Millard South, but getting back to Bellevue West, um, Naomi White, their very fine guard, uh, averaged about 18 last year. Annika Russell-Brown averaged about 13, and uh, Kenzie Melcher averaged about 12. So all three of them are back. They were juniors last year. They're seniors this year, so I think they've got that added motivation. So um, T-Birds, possibly like uh, the boys, we'll see. Um, how Stu's going to hash that out, but uh, I think Bellevue West is going to have two really good teams this season, boys and girls. Who else in Class A do you think can contend? Well, let's uh, look at the rest of the way here. So we're going to go to Class B, number two in the overall top ten, and go to Elkhorn North. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, (laughs) you said it, Gomer. Um, Of course, Britt Prince leading the way. They're going for their fourth straight Class B championship. In as many years. Right, of varsity play. So figure Elkhorn North is going to be right there again. So we'll start them at number two. Uh, Number two team in Class A is going to be number three in the overall top ten. That's Millard North. The Mustangs, um, very good team. They don't really have any high scorers. They're more about defense, but they're very well balanced. Chris Paulson's done a really nice job with that team. So the Mustangs will be number three in our overall top 10. Number four is our number two Class B team, Omaha Scut. Skyhawks have um, most of their team back and chasing Elkhorn North again in Class B. That's going to be another great uh, rivalry between those two schools in Class B this and season. That game goes later this year. Last year, if I remember right, was first weekend. Right. And now that's kind of more mid-season. Uh, I think it might be in January yeah. sometime. So, yeah, that'll be one to watch, obviously. <laughs> so, number five uh, is number three in Class A. That's Millard West, the Wildcats, uh, the Gessert Twins, um, Nora and Neely, 
lead the way. They've both been offered by Nebraska. So enough said there. They're both juniors. And um, Mark Kruger, coach there, has done a good job. So Wildcats will be uh, number five in the overall top ten. Now, looking at the rest of the overall top ten, there's a very heavy Lincoln flavor. We've got Lincoln Southwest at six, Lincoln North Star at seven, Omaha Central, led by Anaya Jones, mm-hmm. number eight, Lincoln Northeast, nine, and Lincoln Pius the Tenth, ten. So four of those five in the uh, six through ten range are all from Lincoln. <coughs> so really, once you get past the uh, the Bellevue West and, and Millard North and Millard West, I think those three are, are really up there, and um, then everybody else is kind of lining up behind them. But like I said, the T-Birds will start number one. On you. Uh, with Southwest, you've got Kennedy Williams, who will be Britt's teammate for um, Kennedy's mom, uh, Amy, at Nebraska next year. And uh, I don't think those two are scheduled against each other, except that would have been a fine <laughs> fine game to have, have seen this year. Right. Elkhorn North does have some A's scheduled, including uh, one in the Nebraska Prep Classic against uh, Millard North. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Talked to Ann Prince uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, Elkhorn North did beef up their schedule somewhat, and actually so did Bellevue West, talking uh, talking out there yesterday. So um, to Dane Bacon, their head coach, mm-hmm. and they've got some really tough games in the first couple of weeks. So I think uh, the T-Birds will kind of stand or fall on, on how they do just uh, early on in the season, and then, of course, the holiday tournament later on in December. So... Um, yeah, it's it's nice to see those really high-level teams kind of beefing up those schedules and, and challenging themselves. Well, we've got uh, North Star, I think, opening the season Thursday night at Bellevue West. Um, I'm still trying to decide where I'm going to head. Um, another possibility for me is Lincoln High at prep, but uh, depending on how my ratings shake out, I'm, I may be doing a doubleheader in the – the land of Dane Bacon and the new Bellevue West coach, Steve Klein. Right. The end of an era down there with Doug Woodard stepping aside at Bellevue West for the boys. But uh, on Thursday night, Dylan, I'll be uh, at Lincoln East as at Millard South. I'm going to kind of get a look at the new look Patriots. Like I said, all new starters, new coach, new era out there. So we'll see how uh, Millard South does in the post-Fab uh, Five era. Yeah, and of course these rankings come out on our website and they'll be in the paper tomorrow morning. Is that right? Right. Um, they're coming out later today. So it'll be a little interesting for fans to look at that top 10 and not see the Patriots up there, right? The defending champions. They lost that core group of seniors that had, you know, they kind of had that big three, right? With Maya Babbitt and Cora Olson and who is the other one? Chloe, Chloe yep. Lemon. Chloe, Chloe Lemon. Lemon. Yeah. Yep. Right. And, and of course they cut down the nets for the first time since the 90s last mm-hmm. year. And, and now they're knocking on the door so long, they finally were handed the scissors. Sure. Yeah. I saw Cora Olson already is getting uh, playing time for the, for the Lady Mavs. So. Really? Huh. Understandably so. Right. So. Yep. You want to go through and, uh, uh, your number ones in the other four classes? Sure. Um, well, Bellevue West in A, Elkhorn North in B. Malcolm in C1, led by Hallie Dolliver. She led the state in kills during volleyball season. She's also a very good basketball player, so really fine athlete. So And just a sophomore. Wow. Clippers, number one in C1. Crofton in C2. The Warriors are uh, one of those state tournament regulars. <laughs> yep. Perennials. Uh, right. Pender in D1. The Pendragons. 
And why not? Another state okay. tournament regular in D2. You so, bet. again, those are preseason ratings, and you never really know until they start playing. A lot of it is based on conjecture and people they've got coming back, the people they don't have coming back, what coaches are saying on their preview sheets. So we'll, uh, we'll see how many changes we have until our first uh, ratings once the season starts. Yep, we'll probably do those right before the Metro Holiday Tourney kicks in. So probably three weeks worth of games, and then we'll kick it in. Um, you know, guys, on, on the boys' side, you know, I'm still, because football runs a little long, um, <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to put together um, the um, the top tens and the, the overall rankings. You know, five that come to mind right away in Class A, you know, defending champion Bellevue West. Um, still have three returning starters. Uh, Josiah Dotzler's seen some time at Creighton right now, but uh, it's going to be Jaden Jackson's team this year for the the Thunderbirds. Um, could it be five years in a row for Bellevue West Miller North State final, which yeah. would be unsurpassed? And I I don't know if that would have happened anywhere in the country in the in a state's largest class, but. Uh, uh, Rollins from Miller North is a returning all-state level player, and um, Mustangs have four of their five starters back from last year. Um, Gretna with three starters back, Westside with three starters back, and Omaha Creighton Prep with uh, three back. The, that's kind of the early um, uh, trend in um, what the coaches are saying. Uh, Papio South has uh, gotten a couple transfers, and Bryson Ball. Uh, is another year older. I liked him a lot last year, and I think he's going to lead uh, the Titans, I think, to state this year. And I think uh, a lot of people are regarding them as, as the team in 25. Uh, you know, again, a lot can change between here and there. Um, you know, within OPS, Central and Bryan are, seem to be the two most mentioned. Um, you know, out of Lincoln, you've got uh, Lincoln East with uh, Carter Mick, Nebraska baseball mm -hmm. recruit, uh, fine athlete there, Lincoln Southeast, and of course Lincoln Southwest with uh, Brandon Frager heading to Nebraska, uh, recommitting his or reclassifying himself. So, you know, down in Class B, I think it's even more wide open than, than Class A. Um, you know, Scott, uh, defending champion, had beaten um, uh, Connor Milliken in Platteview last year. Um, Scott returns Brock Scholl and uh, Kyle Cannon, uh, but much of their scoring is gone, uh, and much of their tall front line. Uh, Brock's the returning one there. So I think it opens up for people like Crete with Ada McDowell, Norris with uh, uh, Barrett Bosinger. Jeez, another Bosinger in the, in the athletic world. Wow. <laughs> They're everywhere. Great athletic family. Yep. Uh, Connor Lim and Bennington. Uh, Brady McGill and uh, all returning starting five at your alma mater, Ron Colley. Uh, and, uh, sophomore Nate Kelly, who uh, took over the, the Bearcats football team at Scott's Bluff this year, got him to the quarters. Uh, good athlete there. He was their number two scorer last year. Bearcats look to be the best out west. C1, we'll, we'll really focus on a little bit here, too, because a lot of the teams are the same from last year and really are concentrated in the eastern side of the state. Uh, Two-time defending champion Ashland Greenwood returns Dane Jacobson. 
Uh, you know, Kale's the older brothers at Nebraska doing some nice things when he gets in. Wahoo with Marcus Glock, uh, only returner for the uh, Warriors, but uh, they're always deep uh, with Kevin Sheaf. They just got to get past the first round, which has kind of been a bugaboo for them the past couple years. Marcus Binder leads Auburn, uh, always solid under the the uh, Jim and Jackson Weeks tandem coaching team. Omaha Concordia might be their best team yet. Uh, Quentin uh, McCaffrey, 6'9", uh, heading to uh, Division II, uh, one of the tallest players in the state. I've had him on my radar for a couple years. And then Ogallala at West and perhaps feeding off its uh, football success of uh, best season ever, Douglas County West. Uh, 15 line last year. Um, you know, the, they got to the uh, football playoffs. Could be a, a double game to the, the state basketball tourney where they've never been before. Hmm. So, you know, people like Amherst in C2. In D1, it, it looks like uh, maybe the top three again from last year Johnson Brock, North Platte St. Pat's, and Dundee County Stratton. In D2, um, why not last year's runner up, state. Uh, Runner-up this year in football, and then uh, Shelton uh, made it to the semis last year. Had that uh, memorable game with um, Santee in the first round, oh, yeah. and um, uh, Riley uh, Bombeck is uh, healthy again. He he was hurt, missed football, but uh, yeah, they've got uh, Shelton uh, is going to be right there with Why Not, I believe, and uh, like we said, we tip off on. Thursday, just about eight days after, nine days after the end of the state football playoffs. So yeah. I'm kind of decompressing and getting hyped at the same time. Exactly. Quick turnaround for sure. And we'll have all Nebraska football, I think, in a couple weeks. We have all Nebraska volleyball this, this coming weekend. Sunday. Yep. And then all Nebraska football is December 10th. Okay. Sounds good. And, you know, again, you know, coming off of last week, yeah. Uh, we had um, some interesting games and some that, you know, the the Thursday or the excuse me, the Tuesday games at Memorial Stadium. We had one field goal by the three losing teams, <laughs> two shutouts and a, yeah. and a field goal. Yeah, the Tuesday games were a little quiet. Um, Monday to kick things off though, I think that was my favorite game uh, with the two running backs going at not running back but right uh, quarterback Quarter- for well r- rushers. So, yeah, sure. Taking the, yeah, um, you had. Um, you know, Sand Hills, Thedford, uh, defeating Why Not and uh, uh, Gosh, Kyle Cox, Kyle Cox 65 did, carries. Yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah. That was all, something all else. Cla- all class, all game, playoff, regular season type record. And then, um, you know, the uh, eight-man two game, uh, you know, Brecken uh, uh, Schluter, Schluter yeah. had a bunch of carries, two for EMF, but he couldn't quite get them over the hump there. Yeah, he, he burst through on that on that really terrific run to end the third quarter. It put mm-hmm. EMF up 10, 28-18, and then it was Barrett Wilkie's turn. He really took over there in yeah, the fourth. Yeah, for Stanton. And, uh, you know, great great uh, title for uh, Stanton. and um, Their first, right? Right. Yep. yep. Had been in one uh, C2 final before that. And, um, yeah, uh, it, you know, some good individual performances there than in the Class B final. Uh, my one miss in the 11-man was uh, taking Scott Bainton. Uh, was kind of kind and didn't rub it in, 
Uh, but uh, they sh- certainly uh, validated the first win over Scott, 21-0. Yep. Um, you know, so, so that makes it 39 in a row for Bennington. Like I wrote, it'll be interesting to see what they get for an early season schedule next year as to how can they take that winning streak, the, the 11-man record's 48 by Cambridge. Okay. Uh, can, you know, can Bennington run the table of a fourth consecutive year? I'm, Will they have Gretna on their schedule next fall? They could. Okay. They again, you know, I I would think they way way too ahead. Yeah, we don't know districts yet. Obviously, we don't even know classification. We don't have enrollments yet. We'll find those out next week, hopefully at the NSAA meeting, and we can start doing some projections. And coaches will too. You know, who do they want to play? Yeah, I would think Bennington would try and ask for all the Eastern Midlands Conference teams and Scott. Yep. That. aren't in their district, but you know, Gretna. I think Gretna East is going to be second year. They were a smidge of just missing state this year. You know, we've had a you know play a, a top two. They would have had Bennington or Scott, but again, you know, they were that close to making it as a first year team. Um, you know, the Elkhorns will be solid. Waverly too. should be back, right? Yep. Yeah. Norris will be again. EMC right now and all the sports is. The Premier League. And next year with the addition of Gretna and Gretna East. Yep. It's going to make it even tougher. But you know, we talked about Bennington and Scud and the big question about whether that was a touchdown, whether it wasn't that first game they played. But, boy, the Badgers left no uh, no question in that championship. Just a great defensive effort and yep. uh, keep that winning streak alive. And, um, yeah, credit to Bennington for finishing off that Class B season. You know, then on – Tuesday we had Boone Central uh, shutting out Wahoo twelve nothing. We that was kind of a foretaste of what uh, Friday in the stadium was going to be, as exactly. we all expected. So <laughs> Nebraska uh, Iowa sure, preview. We, there shouldn't be lines in high school, but I I would think that would have been under for Boone Central and Wahoo. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then uh, Norfolk Catholic um, beat Ord once, beat them again worse this time. Ord Trent McCain. Uh, was hurt late in the first half. I don't know if that would have changed the outcome or maybe softened the score a little bit, but 41-3. And then in the A final, there was nothing that was going to soften this one. 14 points a quarter, methodical. Uh, West side 56, Elkhorn South nothing. Largest margin of victory in any state final, state playoff final. Uh, Impressive season for mm-hmm. Westside. Now, job down the line will be where do they stack up all time, and I'm I'm still mulling it over. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to ask you. It's it really looks like it's one of the greatest teams ever, and especially with that 56 nothing to finish it out. That's their so, eighth so shutout of the season. Right. Unbelievable, <laughs> and you know I don't think a lot of people were surprised what happened in that Class A final because Westside had just done that to everybody this year, just domination. But, uh, you know, I think uh, we have to give credit to Elkhorn South for making that final. I know it's easy to look at that final score and just say, yeah, Westside just pounded them. But, uh, you know, the Storm had a really nice season, but they just ran into one of the all-time great teams here in the state. Well, they've endured some, uh, you know, turbulence too. Carson Carson Rauner gets... Hurt basically in the fourth game, you know, very serious injury, and then, you know, Madden Riggs in 
in the third quarter against Westside. You know, he's taken to the hospital for observation, and, you know, Elkhorn South kept trying. Uh, you know, they were playing for him, you know, trying to play for pride. And, sure. And, and again, it was just, it was so methodical. It wasn't like Westside put 35 points up in a quarter. It was 14, 14, 14, 14. And, mm-hmm. um, right. And that, that Westside defense, I yeah. did a feature on them before the championship game and just talking to some of their players. And, I mean, they would take it personally when the other team scored any points. If they mm-hmm. didn't get their shutout, they took it personally. And I think they only gave up 46 points all season long, which is really unbelievable to think about but uh yeah again credit to west side one of the uh one of the great teams we've seen well and you know eight shutouts eight sets or eight uh saturday morning sets of donuts for um right for the defense at least that the jeremy queen forked out a lot of money as defensive <laughs> coordinator to uh, pay those off i the, those kids i might want to have the um the uh dentistry concession after all those uh yeah Glazed donuts, I'm guessing. One of yeah. the players told me that they were going to start up a GoFundMe page to help <laughs> defray the cost for Jeremy. <laughs> That's too funny. I mean, yeah, like you said, PAT, they took it personal because they they wanted their breakfast in the next morning, you know? so <laughs> Great motivation. Uh, exactly. And, you know, it extends all the way down because, you know, like, you know, I, when Westside went to Kearney, put up 56 in the first half, you know, 500 yards, you know, Paul Amanji took his starters out the second half. So, you know, you, you get that experience for those kids, but those that second and third unit, they also have that pride factor of, okay, our seniors, our starters aren't going to be happy if we uh, let our goal line be besmirched. We can't be the ones letting, letting them in. Right. Yeah. Yep. I know Westside had some great victories before that, but that was the score that I saw, the early score, and it was like, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable what they're doing to teams, and, uh, you know, they just kept it going all season long. Well, and, and, and again, it wasn't like he, they were running up scores in the second half. He, they were backing off with the running clock, and, and again, it, it, allowed, it allows Westside to develop depth. When you get 13 games – you know that's it's kind of like going to a bowl game. You get the extra practices. You get to keep sure keep working and uh, you know developing your second unit guys so that they're ready next year for departing seniors. And and I was out at Westside, like I said, for that uh, story that I was writing at one of their practices shortly before the uh, the final. And believe me, they were still working really hard. It wasn't like they were taking anything for granted in that mm-hmm. final. So uh, you could just see it that they were just so hungry to finish off the way that they had done the rest of the way. And it was a little odd. You know, Rezac threw a couple picks in that first half. They committed some dumb penalties, and it all just didn't matter. I mean, no. that defense was not going to allow anything. And, um, yeah, they have quite the legacy, no doubt about that, that yep. they're leaving behind with, with these back-to-back titles. and um, Three titles in five years. and Yeah, yeah. So really, really something phenomenal for sure. And, you know, we have signing day in a couple of weeks. We'll see where the futures of some of these kids are, are going to go. Rezac is, is still talking to a few teams and, um, you know, I they think, have a I lot think of talent. <laughs> That's two, three weeks ago at the start of the playoffs, I think, because I, we were doing kind of a weekly Saturday, Sunday recap. I think there were 35 commitments D1, either FBS or FCS. That's a ton for the state, yes. you know, yes. and I, I think you're getting 
uh, you know, some of the, you know, the, the Steve Warrens and, and people like that that are working with kids on, on specialty areas and you're getting, yeah, and I think it helps too that uh, Matt Rule is recruiting the state better mm -hmm. because I've felt for a long time that if a college coach from outside Nebraska saw that Nebraska wasn't recruiting a kid, well, he can't be good. So I think when Nebraska starts making overtures, then that you know just lights up the board that okay, there's something something there. If they're not getting recruited by their home state school, why should we make the effort to come? Yes, and he's made that effort. And he's you know, made that picking effort. up With the Ed phone Foley and, yes. and Matt Rule and their staff. They have done this better probably than anybody since Frank Solich. Wow, yeah, and that's and, really and Osborne something. is still the still the gold standard for, for how to recruit the state. And he learned that from Devaney. I can remember the, the classic Devaney story is that, um, I don't even think it was in state, but he went uh, one time and sang hymns with the mother in the house. The mother went to Nebraska and the boy went to Missouri. <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. But, how many did you say? 35? 35. 35. Wow. And, you know, you had, um, sorry, PAT, you know, you had, you had Danny Kalen get invited to the Elite 11. This is just, that's, mm -hmm. that's a big deal for these kids. Oh, yeah. And, well, and when you see them compare, you know, okay, so you have Zane Flores one year, then you have Danny Kalen. Mm -hmm. You know, who, who's the next one? And, and you know, the, the, again, coaches kind of feed off of, tradition you know seeing the hot trends and that and you know it only helps so but there's one more number we do have to bring up mr patterson we couldn't end the show before we did this yes we could no we couldn't <laughs> are you gonna say it or not i, I, I was hoping you'd say it <laughs> not gonna happen <laughs> well we have a sore loser over here ladies <laughs> and gentlemen <laughs> you know he the pox worked <laughs> That's the end of the show, right? No, <laughs> that that was four wins for yours truly. Got uh, double what uh, Mr. Patterson did, so the sixth season losing streak is over. I know he's coming back with a vengeance in basketball. True, you know, two wins during the volleyball state tournament when uh, Papio South are number one in Class A almost all season and ranked nationally in the top ten all season. When they got beat in that first round, it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> this, yeah. this could be one of those years. So <laughs> oh, all, yeah. all good things come to an end, and, yeah, I'm coming back hard for basketball. He, he, I, you know, I, on, on that Tuesday, we have a little, you know, when one of us loses one, we call the other, and we, we uh, go bomp, bomp, bomp from another one bites the dust. My phone never rang that day. I think I was busy working. So <laughs> you were working hard on volleyball. I know you were. So, but I'm such a good sport. I'm always cheering for the teams that you select. <laughs> Knew I couldn't say that with a straight. No, face. you couldn't. No. That was a nice Elkhorn South sweatshirt you had on. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Like I said, next season. Props to Westside. They deserved it. <laughs> Your Titans pick. You know, it seemed guaranteed like Westside, oh. but it just was not to be, and that really kind of threw it off. Well, it? going back to volleyball, I mean, that yeah. first-round match that uh, Papio South had against Papio was 
probably the toughest one that they could imagine. The worst uh, draw, the rivalry. Draw. Papio had already beaten them in the Metro tournament, and uh, yeah, it was just well, uh, it's seven times you're facing a team right. seven times, yeah. right? That's I mean, a lot. You know, I mean, Nebraska and Wisconsin could see each other three times, and that's considered a lot. Mm-hmm. Seven times. It, it's it's crazy. I mean, it shows that when you have good teams that go together to tournaments, that right. it's likely going to happen. But, yeah. uh, it was you know. So, it was so weird. They could never beat Pius, who ended up being the seventh seed and, you know, won their district. Right. But they could they could beat Talk about South. matchups, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and, and what I heard, that was just not one of Papio's best matches at all against Pius, and they ended up getting the wild card, and they were at eight. Papio South was at one, and we know what happened. So. The rest is history. Do, yeah. do we know anybody end up in the national rankings? Um, I think that uh, those late two losses knocked Papio South out of uh-huh. the out Max of Preps uh-huh. national top ten, but I think they might have been about 12, something like that. Okay. So just outside the top okay. 10. So, so they, again, they stayed in national ranking. It was an uh, upset type loss. Right, right. Again, Doesn't, a really outstanding season for Katie Tarman's squad. But, you know, those two, ta- two late losses to Papio, just uh, that's the way it ended up. Well, in Westside football last week was not even in the, the Max Preps 100. I don't know. I think that comes out today or tomorrow, the next re-ranking. How can that team not be in the national <laughs> top 100? Tell me about they it. They should be in the top 10. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you know, I, who's, who's voting on those things? I don't know if it's computer rankings or what, but it, again, I mean, it does, Nebraska has a self-contained scheduling system. You can't, Westlake can't break a contract and go play Kansas City Rockhurst or... Unlike volleyball. Unlike, or, or basketball, Or even too, basketball. Where, where you can schedule kind of year by year. I mean, you okay, you have a game. You try and, if you want to go someplace, you give up a game. You work with the uh, team you're giving up, get them a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in football, you're locked in to what... No out-of-state possibility. No, right? unless you would happen to get something that logged in two years in advance and... Again, you're you're playing on speculation because who knew this Westside team would be this good two years ago in the previous scheduling cycle? You you know Westside wouldn't be scheduling a, a national power based on sophomores, right? Yeah, <laughs> playing in those national tournaments is uh, Omaha Scuts bread and bu- bread and butter during volleyball season. Mm-hmm. I mean, Renee Saunders wouldn't have it any other way. So it it's just to be uh, a key almost. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I mean, interesting for, that with some sports. That's football's really okay. the only Football, one. Football, no. And it, it's again because of home and home. And we went through a period <laughs> where teams wouldn't schedule each other, even close range. And the the NSAA had to step in at the school's request and started doing the scheduling from the NSAA office because there would be times where teams would be short one, sometimes two, maybe in a few cases three games wow. and. That that's not fair to the kids no. just because you've been a power and or other reasons you know it's not you know uh, extraneous circumstances people didn't want to play you for whatever reason and but here you're getting everybody basically gets a full schedule this way and that that's got to be the first priority. 
But Westside not in the top 100 nationally. I know. That's I know. preposterous. <laughs> is that really affecting the ranking that hard and just because they didn't play anybody out of state? That, that seems bizarre. That but computer needs to be rewired. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Because how is how do their advanced stats not look really good when you have eight shutouts and 46, uh, 45, 40, point. 45 points allowed all year? And, yeah, yeah, well, and, and a winning margin of 45 okay, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this isn't chopped liver here that they're playing. <laughs> yeah. No. Strange. Very strange. Well, Again, I think, and I, you know, sometimes Max Preps will have a Class C one team number one in Nebraska or Class B, and you're going, you know, I mean, it's a rarity when that will happen in football, but you know, by and large, you better have your Class A team ranked number one in the computer ratings in the state. No yeah. doubt about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well. So. That's your assignment, Stu. Is I think we got to come up with like a top three greatest Class A teams ever. Well, we've. I mean, the, you know, I mean, you've got. I'll, I'll let you work on. Well, that Prep eighty five <laughs> is is the gold standard okay. right now. I, you know, how close does Westside come to that? Uh, you know, and and next question is this Westside team better than the eighty two team that finished ninth in the USA Today rankings? You know, I Is mean, it the best in school history. It's yeah. it's interesting that DJ Rezac, the dad of Teddy and Anthony, mm-hmm. uh, was a ball boy on that '82 team. How about that? Uh, <laughs> so he's kind of he's been in the West Side ranks for 40 years. Uh. That'll be fun if you compare the 85 prep squad to this year's West Side team because uh, whichever one you put up on top there, I'm sure you're going to get lots of love notes from the <laughs> other one uh, saying, what's wrong with you? So that's the way it is with prep and West Side. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, you know, and you've had, uh, you know, Bellevue West in 2019 um, was the last revision I made in the top overall all-time top ten. They were ninth that year. Um, you've got, uh, more recently Miller North 2013 made it in, uh, Omaha North, uh, in the mid 2010s to the, the great Calvin Strong team, um, when he rushed for 3000, they're in the top five as well with that West side crew. Any central teams in there? Central, um, 60 is in there. Yeah. That'd be Gale Sayers and Vernon Brickfield Sr. How do you keep a Gale Sayers right. team out of the top 10? Well, they tied, remember, the scoreless game with Creighton Prep. Really? Well, I did not know that. 12,000 12, or whatever at Rosenblatt. And That's a good t- trivia question. Yeah. Tie game. I was not there for that one. <laughs> uh, you were sick that night. You could have been. The great Gale Sayers, who, of course, played for... The Chicago, Chicago Bears. Bears. The victorious yeah. Chicago Bears. Brings us back to the Bears and Vikings again. Sorry, Dylan. Did he congratulate you on the Mighty Bears for field goal Congrats win? Congrats on... No, Ma- because I think the Bears had already lost to the Vikings, haven't we? So, no, we're probably yep. even. But Matt Eberflus, congrats to him. He finally got a division win. <laughs> this is his first one. <laughs> well... Possible new coaching staff next year. That's all I've yep, got to say. Yep. We'll see. We can move on to basketball, right? Now, right, on to basketball. I tell you what, I, after watching three Thanksgiving games, we watched all six of those games, Stu, you uh-huh. and I did. Last Monday and Tuesday, we watched that ugly Black Friday game at Memorial Stadium. With a football <laughs> interlude then, and then and your I, Saturday games, you your know, Sunday game. Yeah, it's kind It's of, been a lot. I mean, we didn't have turkey leftovers because we were guests, but... Uh, 
Yeah, it's kind of like football. It's kind of like that third day of turkey. You're yeah. just ugh. When that uh, Iowa kicker hit that field goal, when he hit it right at the end, I thought, that's never going to get there. And it just kept on going, going, <laughs> just over the crossbar. And, and oh, man. Well, what, we'll, what save a way for, we'll save that for the next podcast to st- sit here. We'll let them you bet. dissect it. Yeah. That sounds good. Thanks for joining me, guys. We'll be back maybe in a couple weeks to talk some more sure. hoops. All right. Thank you. Once again, want to thanks to and Mike for joining me today. Dylan Adams back with you here, wrapping things up for this episode. But want to remind you to stay tuned this Sunday. We have a very special episode for you, talking to all of the All-Nebraska Volleyball First Team members. Again, that's coming up this Sunday, along with the rest of the teams. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But for now... Thanks for listening.